Two halves. Hapless officiating helps Brighton sink down the table. Fulham fall further from top flight safety. Sari stumped by sumptuous city and Cardiff conquer on the coast. Sam, how are you? I can talk again. Hey, that's good. I'm good as well. That's debatable, um, but. Well, like, yeah. me talking. I mean, you you good is not debatable, really. I mean, if you well, say you're good, you're good. I, I'm an Everton fan. I'm as good as I can be. Are you feeling a bit blue? Yes. Right. Well, there's only one place to really begin the week's uh, analysis: City against Chelsea. Uh, as the neutral and Liverpool fans amongst us hope Chelsea might take some points off City, uh, the exact opposite happened. Uh, not not all the neutral fans. Oh no, but I, I was quite glad that City. Did this and what style they did it in? <laughs> it was it was comprehensive, wasn't it? Yeah, from I mean, start to finish. It's almost as if there's nothing we can really say about this because you say that that's the word. It's comprehensive. There's no doubts, no questions left unanswered. I still think that if you get at City, you can beat them because Edison made a couple of good saves from Higuain. Um, as a Giroud missed a one-on-one where Edison he shot straight at Edison. It might have been Hazard actually, but. Anyway, where do you want to start? Good City, bad Chelsea? Um, well, we know how good City are. They've been doing exactly what we've seen all season. Getting down between the full-back and the centre-backs, getting them all across the box, and either Aguero's there or Sterling's there, and Gundogan popped up with one as well. Yeah, four people. But Chelsea, wow. A fall from grace. Very much so. Um, Very much so. I loved Cara's comments afterwards, saying that Sarri's turned him into Arsenal. <laughs> he's a good, he's good value, old Cara. <laughs> yeah, he's good value, but he's he's not wrong. No, it, uh, I don't know where it started to go wrong for them. I don't know whether there was a specific point in the season, or I whether think... it's people worked out how they play, or whether players just aren't putting in the performances that are needed. I fear that's the. The latter you mentioned there is actually the answer insofar as that we know that there's a couple of dressing rooms in the Premier League that have a lot of power. Yep. Leicester's being one, Chelsea's another. And I don't think that they want to play Sari ball. It's not really happening for them for a myriad of reasons. Uh, one of, not least being Sari can't seem to get the players into the positions to play Sari ball, but I mean, they do seem to have given up on it almost immediately. The well, players, I mean. Yeah, you say. Well, what was that 12-game run at the start of the season when they went unbeaten? Was that because of what was left over the legacy from before and that Sarri hadn't fully implemented what he was trying to implement? Yeah, I think that he's now, having worked out his players and what they're capable of and what they're not capable of, he's now trying to make that big revolutionary step. Whereas at the start, I imagine it's quite subtle changes to the way Chelsea were playing. And you're right, there were still... I mean, they weren't playing Sari Ball right from the off, were they? No, not at all. And he's now trying to bring in Sari Ball, probably perhaps a little too quickly for the players, and well, I think it's it, it's falling apart. Torn apart by Bournemouth 4-0. Yep. Torn apart by City 6-0. That's 10-0. Yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah, I've seen a stat this week that said Aguero's got more league goals in 2019 than Chelsea in total. Although, if you're a betting fan, mm-hmm. or a betting man... Chelsea beat Sheffield 3-0, yep. lost to Bournemouth 4-0, beat 
beat Huddersfield 5-0. Lost to City 6-0. They play Malmo in the week. What, 7-0? It's got to be worth a punt, hasn't it? <laughs> well, we, we should probably mention Aguero because of the hat-trick. The second hat-trick in... Uh, well, as many games for him as he didn't yeah. play in the week against Everton, did he? Um, Unbelievable. <laughs> and he was he's just in the right place at the right time. Is that why he doesn't get the credit he deserves? Is it because people see him as a poacher? Look at Henri. Henri would take you know, men on. Take men on, yeah. Um, you look at Burkamp, similar story. When you're talking about Premier League greats, we end up talking Drogba, Shearer, Henri. Yep. We don't... Van Persie. We don't really put Aguero into the mix. And that's been reflective of the fact he's never made it into a team of the season or I think if he has he's only done it once yeah. he's never close to winning the awards for player of the season or no. he's never close to the Ballon d'Or no is it because he is at the risk of putting it too simply and being a bit too disrespectful a, a poacher he, well he is that he is that fox in the box he's that pl- person who's going to put the ball in the back of the net for you no matter well pretty much no matter where it is in the box Apart from his second goal, second yeah. goal, which was awesome. Yep, very much so. So like, oh yeah, Higuain did it last week. This is how you do it better from Aguero. Um, but yeah, he's he's not really. Is it just a glorified Javier Hernandez? No, I think that I do I mean, think there's more to his game than Hernandez. I mean, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate to a point yeah. to, to try and assess why Aguero doesn't get the plaudits that. Yeah, compared to the Premier League players at the moment, he doesn't get the same plaudits as Mohamed Salah. No. Doesn't get the same plaudits as Lacazette or Aubameyang, in my opinion. I think Aubameyang in particular is celebrated more than Lacazette. Yeah, that's because Ra- Arsenal haven't had a great striker in the last ten years. But just just in the media in general, I mean, mm. Rashford is probably celebrated more, but that's probably that's because he's English. That's because he's English. Be looking Harry Kane again because he's English. But you're looking at so those big six teams. I mean, Chelsea have had a decent striker for a while, so we can't talk yeah. about them. Um, but Aguero doesn't often get put into the same picture as particularly Harry Kane and Mo Salah, who are sort of the you know, the the the, the players for the teams around City and City's closest challenges. If you look at the coverage and the respect and the broad, it's I'd argue Kane it goes Kane, Salah, Aguero. Is that because Kane and Salah are the players for those teams that are there to bail them out? Okay. Where whereas Aguero is part of that team that just goes and scores tons of goals. I think they've already scored 120 odd goals this season, which is 20 more than anyone else in Europe. But look at Aguero's longevity. He has bailed City out over the yeah. years he's been there. I mean, let's not forget well, Aguero. Well, exactly. You know. I mean, yeah. I I feel that as a Liverpool fan, I detest him because he he a he loves scoring against big six teams. Yeah, he certainly his, does. His record he, against the big six, or sorry, big five, because he can't score against himself. But he, he is a big match player. He is. He goes missing the Champions League a little bit. It's my only criticism of him. But then, yeah. the City go missing the Champions League. So, yeah. I think Aguero deserves a lot more credit than he deserves. I still don't think he'll be in team of the year coming into the season. I think he will be if he finishes top scorer in the league. No, he's done that before, not been in the team. Yeah, I no. think I don't. I think he will finish behind Harry Kane and probably Mo Salah, or Hazard or Zaha. I think he will end up missing out for a, whatever ludicrous reason. One bright spark out of that game. The City, lights went off. <laughs> City 
they've been struggling for left backs for a couple of seasons now. Mm-hmm. They've brought in Mendy, who's been injured a lot. Even he's played, he's suspect. Delph has been converted to a left back. Whether that's successfully or not, that's up to your own opinion. And now they've got this young kid in Alexander Zinchenko coming through. And to be put into a big game like that, he played solidly. Maybe he did the similar thing against us when he played in the uh, Liverpool City game earlier in the season. You thought, target him, he's a a weak link. He's he's a very good young defender. Um, He's got a good future ahead of him, I think. Um, Played very well in this game, two assists for, for City and... It's just irritating how much depth City have, man. That they could yeah. be missing Delph, they could be missing um, uh, Mondi, and they're thinking then bring in this chap who's yeah. pretty damn good. It, it, it's not just left back that he plays. I think no, for midfield, isn't he it? plays left wing. He even plays right wing as yeah. well. So yeah. the the strength and depth and the the dexterity that they have is fairly immense. Even though Guardiola said in the press before uh, we've won the title, but we still don't have a left back. Yeah, so uh, it is probably an area Man City can improve on. Uh, defensively, their defence has been su- suspect this season several times. It was in this game, you know. Uh, I still think City can be beaten if teams take a chance, and I think mm. oh, I don't know. Uh, please, anyone, Huddersfield, do so. I don't care who beats them. Somebody <laughs> beat them. Before I explode, should we move on to Southampton and Cardiff, the battle of the coasts? Yeah. Um, a quite remarkably dull game up until the sort of the 80th minute. Yeah, not there wasn't. I think I watched the highlights for the first half, and I was like, "Oh, we're into the second half already." Nothing, yeah. nothing really happened in the first half. Although I did notice that Cardiff set out with a very deep defensive line. Well, the way from home, which is what you would expect from Warnock. That's particularly away from home. Yeah. A word on Sol Bamba. What a man! He's a rock, isn't he's he? He's a man mountain for that team. Yeah, you know, he is. Yeah, he's just absolutely immense. He's very, very strong defensively. Cardiff were putting their body on the line yeah. time and time Between again. him and Peltier, I think they blocked, what, three, four, five shots between yep. them? Yep. And then going forward, Bamber is always a threat in the air. Yep. Took his goal very, very well. Yep. Love the celebration of the fans. I think it's ridiculous he gets booked for that. Yeah, I know. He's, doing he's not jumping to Southampton a lot, and he's not going to the Southampton No, sports. although he did break someone's glasses. Yeah, and then, <laughs> but as Bamba pointed out, that chap hugged him harder than his wife ever did. Yeah. So, fair play, Sol. But yeah, he's obviously got a bit of a character. He's got something about oh, yeah. him, you know. And teams down the end of the table need that character, need that leader, yep. that guy to look to in the changing rooms, who's the voice, who's. I mean, Leicester had it when they won the league, Wes Morgan, in a similar uh, style, that sort of hardened veteran, but also a bit of a joker, a bit of a, you know, mm. the people, the players look to him. He's, he's there to keep morale up when. Sort of like backs against the wall, yeah. but even when you're on the up, like they have been recently, he's that person that will keep you focused on what you've got to do. We also he's totally by example, doesn't he? I mean, he, oh, get, yeah. he gets the goal, and he's you know he's blocking everything that's coming his way. Yep. Uh, Southampton did, of course, equalise in this one through Stevens. A shame, really, but Cardiff just lapsed in defensive uh, duties for a moment, and Stevens punished them. Yeah, it, it was. I think it originally came from a deep run from their right back Valerie, yeah. which was an awesome run. Right I don't know why any of the Cardiff players didn't close him down sooner. Um, 
and then they chuck their bodies on the line when it really needed it. Yep. Um, and um, unfortunately, goal came from the corner, didn't it? He did indeed, yeah. Um, but then he doesn't cover himself in glory, does he, Stevens? I, I've no idea what he's trying to do. No. It's the last minute of the game. Take the draw. Okay, it's slightly disappointing you got a home draw, but just yep. lump that down the field into row Z. Yeah. Like, why are you trying to play a pass? Into the centre of the park. To I, I'm not even sure who he was trying to pass to. No, it's not even like a man near him. No. Um, but the goal was taken very, very well. It was. And absolute limbs in the car defence, which, <laughs> after the week they've had, obviously, we're here to talk about the football primarily, and it's difficult to, to talk about the other bits and pieces just because you know it's it's a human being at the end of the day it's it's very sad for obvious reasons but I thought Cardiff did very well they rode the wave of emotion and mm. um, did very well unfortunately a few unsavoury scenes uh, in the Saints end doing mock yes. aeroplanes I mean we'll never get idiots out of football unfortunately no. um, but I'm sure that if Southampton are able to identify the individuals that they will be punished so I have no doubt about that yeah poor weather in Southampton poor officiating in Brighton Oh, wasn't it just... I mean, there's a couple of points I want to talk about in this one. We, we watched this game live, didn't we? We did. Thinking, uh, it's, it's going to be a tight game, there's not going to be much happening. But the referees certainly livened it up. Well, there was the constant arguing throughout the game between the referee and the linesman, who <laughs> seemed to keep trying to overrule <laughs> each other. And then when it actually mattered, i.e. the linesman had the shot... I mean, there were a couple of ones where... You, you, if in the category of all you've seen that given as a penalty there's the McNeil yeah. one in the first half where it's probably a handball but you can forgive the ref for not seeing it yeah. um, the way he's and the play acting after by McNeil pretending oh, he's got a head injury to ridiculous. stop the game it's clever but we don't want to see it none of that thank you no. um, but I can forgive the ref for not seeing that one to a point I mean yeah but it's the Hendrick one in the second half, isn't it? Where he's the Hendrick one is appalling. He's swivelled with the ball in his arm, and his arm is... He may as well have it tucked under his arm... And swivel around. And swivel around, yeah. And again, I don't necessarily blame the ref, because from first viewing, I didn't think it was a penalty. No, the the ref is effectively behind him. Yeah. So his, view, his vision is blocked. That's why you have linesmen there to help you. Who should be seeing that all yeah. day long. It was clear as day... And obviously then Brighton uh, then concede the penalty. Burnley go down the other end. Yeah. What, 11 seconds later, 11 I seconds think it later. is? 11 seconds later. Matt Ryan brings down Barnes. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no debate. That's, that's a penalty. That's a definite penalty. I, I think it, that has probably come out of frustration as well. Yeah. Uh, I am glad to see that the double jeopardy rule is being upheld for referees yep. because he does make a genuine attempt to play for the ball. I'm, I'm not. Well, I did say at the time I was 100 convinced, 100 percent sure it was a penalty because he tucks his arms in, and for me, he, he still he still catches him and doesn't get any of the ball. Yeah, you, the striker's always going to be either looking for it or the goalkeeper's going to get completely out of the way and he's going to go around him and score anyway. So yeah. either way, I think there was going to be a goal. But yeah, it's a penalty. Um, obviously, they score it. And that's the game done. Really, free up. Um, yep. Obviously, Brian, uh, Brian did get a goal back, but just just the officiating throughout the match, I thought was poor. It was it, it seemed to be every fifty-fifty he was getting wrong. Yep. It just seemed to absolutely spiral. Um, Chris Hutton afterwards, typical Chris Hutton style, very humble, um, as you'd expect, saying that you know yes, there are poor decisions, but his team actually more clinical. 
It's difficult to be clinical when Tom Heaton's in goal. Oh, how, how good was he? Fantastic. Some of the saves that he pulled off, we were sitting there just like, what just happened? Yeah. How how has he known that the ball is going to be in that position and he gets one hand up to it? Or he gets fingertips to yeah. it to tip it off of Glenn Murray's head? Head of Pickford and the England goalkeepers? At the I, moment, I yeah. At the moment. I do think, I'm, not, I'm not just saying that to be controversial as a Liverpool fan against an Everton fan. No, Pickford hasn't covered himself in glory this season. No, I think that Heaton is probably ahead of um, Pickford. He's certainly ahead of Joe Hart. I was going to say, Joe Hart and Nick Pope are sitting there thinking... Are we going to get back into this team then? <laughs> I think Harvey looking for a new club in the side because there's yeah. no, no chance. He's played back to fitness yet? Uh, not quite. I think no. he might be back into March. Right, so I mean, he'll be Pope and he about that. Our heart is now. Yeah. Uh, he'll have to just leave because he's not, he's not ousting those two. Um, but, it, I mean, it's no coincidence that Burnley's turning form has come with Tom Heaton back between the sticks. Yeah, the captain's armband. They haven't lost a game yet no. since he's been back. And it, it's, it isn't a coincidence. Tom Heaton is the absolute heartbeat of that team. Yeah. Um, the question is, do they keep him in the summer? <sighs> best teams are... Keepers are always a difficult position to fill. They are. And better teams will want Tom Heaton. I don't see a club further up the league needing that first team keeper no. of his standing. No. I think I do. Who? I see a couple of clubs. I see Wolves. I don't see necessarily Patricia being there next season. He's not been awesome this year either. I see Leicester knowing that Schmeichel probably won't go on forever. Uh, Schmeichel is unhappy at Leicester as well. Yeah. I see Watford if Foster goes. That's a big if because he's playing very good football yeah. there at the minute. But I mean, he's not not a young goalkeeper, Ben Foster. No. I see Tottenham as a backup. I don't think he'll go anywhere and be a backup. He could probably ask Lloris in the minute. I'm just saying, I'm necessarily rule out Arsenal need a better keeper than Leno. He'll, he'll be on. He'll be on a certainly top club's radars without a shadow of a doubt. Um, yeah. And of course, let's forget. Should Leeds come up? Mm. Although they have just signed uh, Kiko Casilla. Well, yeah, that is from also true. Madrid. That is also true. Hey, look, I mean, we don't be selling Heaton from out into Burnley, but I think they've got a real struggle to keep him in the summer because he's proving he's not a fluke. He really is the real deal. And at the end of the day, he'll be England's number one goalkeeper. Um, on the last podcast, we were speaking about having those strikers that are going to get you 10 goals a season. Yep. Chris Wood now, nine goals this season. Yep. Is he going to be enough to keep Burnley up? I think him and Barnes together probably will be. Yep. Um, conversely... Card, uh, card. Conversely, Brighton are relying on thirty-five-year-old Glenn Murray. Yeah, and he's he's slow. He he started off the season really well with goals, hasn't yep. he? Got what twelve? Yep. But then he had slight injury. He's come back from that and only got one. Yep. And he's not looked the same. He's quite slow. He's quite lethargic. I mean, he had a good opportunity in this one. Heaton saved it very well. Um, but you just don't see him. You see Brighton needed more goals and it was difficult to see where the goal was going to come from in this one. Again, it was Duffy with the or Dunk, sorry. Was it Dunk with the goal? Uh, Duffy. Duffy. Duffy with the goal, Dunk with the slip. That's right. But again, it's it, it, Dunk and Duffy chipping more mm. than... <laughs> yeah, I think Duffy's their second highest scorer. Yeah. It's a problem for Burnley. Um, problem for Brighton. And it's a problem for Brighton because those kind of players aren't ten a penny. The January transfer window is now shut. I think they missed a trick in the January transfer window myself. You look at some of the strikers that were out there. Defoe went to Rangers. Could he have been persuaded to go to Brighton? Possibly. Possibly. Bashwai. 
They weren't in for him. Solanke's out there. I don't think they would have had the um, had the money for Batshuayi with what I've heard that he was demanding his hundred and sixty thousand a week. But if he's going to Palace, you could potentially get Benteke. Mm-hmm. I, I just think Brighton have missed a trick in the in the January transfer window. I, I'm I am worried for Brighton. I have to say I'm not worried for Burnley so much anymore. I think they've got their identity back. Um, I think they'll probably be just about okay. Um, Spurs kept the pace with the title challengers uh, with a 3 1 win at Leicester. This is an odd one because Spurs could have been 3 0 down at half time if Leicester had started Vardy. Simple, simple as. Um, I thought Tottenham were very poor in the first half. Leicester had a couple of chances through Barnes, uh, Madison, and the, the misses. You just thought Vardy puts those away. Yes, he does put them away normally. Although when he did come on, he missed the penalty straight away, or it was well saved by Loris. Danny Rose got in his head though. Danny Rose got in his head, but then he did score by it as well. <laughs> Have you seen the um, pictures and the memes around that? I have indeed. <laughs> I do love the modern age football. Uh, um, yeah, on another day, if Leicester had probably started with their talisman, they could very easily have been two for every half time. I thought Spurs were were very poor, created very little in the first half, um, but. They have making a habit of this, playing poorly but getting the job done. Yeah, and and there's normally one player for Spurs that steps up, uh-huh. and it was Ericsson. Yes, it was Ericsson. Yeah, he was sensational. If, if it's not Kane, if it's not Ali, if it's not Son, then it's Ericsson. Yeah, and between those front four, as long as it looks like as long as one of them or two of them are fit, then Tottenham seem to be able to win games. Was it a foul on Son, or was it a dive, or was it neither? In the first half with Maguire. I didn't see it. I've only seen the goals. I see. Well, I think it's a dive. Son is in the box and he is up against Maguire. Maguire steps across mm. and in my opinion Son then wraps his leg around Maguire's and right. goes down. Okay. Afterwards they got quite cross at each other. <laughs> As they do. Lots of finger pointing, <laughs> and Maguire essentially pointing. Uh, I don't know the words, but I can imagine saying "dive" and Son saying "trip." Referee decided it was a, a dive and booked Son. Right. And I personally think it was the right decision. Um, I'll try and get you a gif of it at some point so you can see the. Okay. It's one of those where, when Vardy was doing it for Leicester a few seasons ago, he went, "That's clever." Always oh, initiate the contact there. That's mm. clever. To me, it's still a dive because you, you're looking, and for me. Maguire stood up, he's come across, and yeah, he's wrapped him, himself around and gone down. And I'm happy the referee booked him. Because Spurs on t- fans on Twitter tend to get very uh, self righteous about the fact that Salah's always diving. Well, that's never booking for you for diving, Son, so there we go. And the penalty at the other end? Uh, no question for me, no debate. I don't know what Vatongan was thinking. Uh, I don't think he was thinking that. He's had very clumsy. He's been guilty of these sort of things this season, though. Him and um, Oliveira would have had lapses of. Of sort of brainlessness, for want of a better expression. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. No question about it. Well saved. Good save, Larice. Yeah. Very good save. Um, one of the points I want to quickly make on this one: Claude Puel is a man under pressure. Yes. We know this. So why is he making it harder for himself by leaving Vardy on the bench? Well, because let's just have another recognised striker. Yes, they do. But they don't, insofar as they don't have a player of Vardy's standard. I.e. a goal scorer. Yes, they've got Okazaki. They've still got Iheanacho. I mean, Okazaki, Iheanacho, Vardy. Which one do you pick? 
Yeah, it's Vardy. Yeah, it's not even close, is it? No. That's that's my point. Why are you leaving Vardy on the bench? You got, you're in no other cup competition because your arrogance decided you were going to play a, you know, a week and two against Newport and you got embarrassed. It's not get on to the FA Cup again. Um, it's what, what are you playing for? We don't know what goes on behind scenes. I, I, can, I can almost imagine Vardy being a fairly lazy player in training. I think he's also one that speaks his mind probably called oh, Puel, Puel, Puel out on things. But you also think if you're the manager, it's not a happy dressing room. It's not a happy team. It's not a happy fan base. Yeah. Get some results and you'll buy yourself some time. And you had a chance to get a result here. I, I think with the position they're in in the table, they're safe and they'll wait until the end of the season. But why But why not? Uh, I just don't understand it. Why not try, still try and beat teams? Well, they'll beat a few teams to the end, by the end of the season and it'll be enough to keep them up, but not necessarily enough for Poole to keep his job but it's going to be far easier for them to get rid of him at the end of the season I just don't see the point of putting Vardy on the bench ever if he's fit mm. I, I don't see the point I don't see the point and I think that if they'd started him we could be sitting here talking about how Spurs are out of the title race but as it is fair play Spurs are still there and thereabouts are they title contenders? The gap is five points to you mm-hmm. with a game in ha- uh, both with a game hand on City both with a game in hand on City <sighs> I don't think they are still. See, I think they are. And the reason is they've still got to play Liverpool and City. Now, if they lose both those games, then no, they're not. But if they, Even if they lose one of they, those games, I think not. they're not. But they've also got the chance to beat both of those. If they beat both, it's not... Yeah, but look at Tottenham's record against the top six. Yeah, I agree with it's that. It's not great. It's not, but... Yes, it's slightly better this season. But the point is that their title challenge is still very much in their hands. They're still... Admittedly, they've got to go to both City and Liverpool. They're both away games. But they're five points behind and they can take six points. Yeah. So I don't think they are out of it. I think they are still clinging on to games and winning ugly. And we saw it against Newcastle, against Watford in this one to a degree. I think they're still in the title hunt for now, within touching distance. They're certainly far ahead of Manchester United, nine points clear of them. I do think it's going to be one of Liverpool or City, and I think if you, realistically it's going to be City. But I think Tottenham are, are still there. Yeah, you, well, you mentioned Manchester United. They're nine points behind Tottenham, yep. but they are now up into fourth. Um, irritatingly, playing very nice football. Pogba is a revelation. And they showed Fulham literally how to play football, didn't they? On the early kick-off on yeah. Saturday... Fulham started on the front foot, positive, should have bright. Up. Should have scored. And as you said, they should have scored, but they didn't, and it came back to bite them. One thing I was impressed with is that we've seen Mitrovic bully defences all season long. Yeah. I thought Smalling played him very well. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think. Did Mitrovic have a shot? I can't remember Mitrovic even had a chance in this game. I thought Smalling did a very good job on him um, and sort of just marshed him out of the game. And I think if you can. I don't want to boil things down to the most simple, simplistic form all the time. But I think if you can quiet Mitrovic, you quiet Fulham. I think it's that simple. If you can get him out of a game, Fulham don't win that game. Yeah, the uh, the early chance was a, a counter attack from a um, Manchester United free kick that Babel and Scherler linked up for, and Vieto with a, a horrendous miss. It was horrendous. He should have done better. He should have made De Gea work at least. Talk of doing things better. Did you see Scherler's comments during the week? Saying that if Fulham went down, then he 
you know, suggests he wouldn't see out his two-year loan there. He'd be off. I, now, don't, I don't blame him for that. I don't, but don't say that in the middle of the season when your team's fighting a relegation battle. Don't already <laughs> start your exit plan already. Just slip off quietly in the summer. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. None, as you just said, you don't understand that. I think everyone in football would understand if he slipped away quietly in the summer. Yep. Don't come out and say it during uh, the middle of the bloody season. Come on now. I think a lot of the players that Fulham have signed last summer aren't championship players either. Well, it's funny, actually. I was discussing this with the girlfriend. Um, we were talking about the promoted teams mm. and how... why She basically wanted to know how come one, two are doing really badly and one's doing really well. Yeah. Obviously, the one's doing really well as Wolves, and the Cardiff aren't doing badly, but obviously she, you know, she's not as huge as football as us. And I said the reason that Cardiff and Wolves are doing well in comparison to Fulham is that both of those haven't sacrificed their identity in no. the Premier League. Cardiff are horrible to watch, yeah. difficult to play, and sheer bloody Neil Warnock, and it's working. And I'm quite happy to see Cardiff doing well. It's a nice little underdog story. We all wrote them off at the start of the season. Yeah. And fair play, they're, they're plucky, they've kept their identity. They've signed players that buy into the identity. Yep. And you look at Wolves, do it up there in seventh. They had a chance to close the gap on Chelsea tonight, albeit probably, yeah, that's just a token closing yeah. the gap. But they've not sacrificed their identity. They've bought players that, you know, fit. that fit the Wolves model. Okay, but we know there's the, you know, there's the um, Mendes Portuguese link. link. But they have bought players that fit the mould. Whereas for them, they've basically gone, here's the checkbook, we'll sign him, 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 and him. Yeah, they seem to have sort of like gone into French football and gone, who have you got? But also, they also seem to have gone, do you remember we played FIFA 10 years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who was good on FIFA 10 years ago? <laughs> Ryan Babel was pretty good. Uh, Schurler, he's pretty decent. <laughs> who do you sign on FIFA now as one of your first ones? Oh, sorry, he's, you know, Jean Marc yeah. he's a good one to buy, good ball player. Oh, yeah, he's the old yeah. None of the players fit. They've bought, for some reason they bought a new goalkeeper they really didn't need Rico. I was going to say they bought they bought a keeper having already got Bettinelli in there from last season yep. and then loaned in Rico. Yep. I you can't have three first choice goalkeepers. They've ruffled. The problem is the management structure probably before Ranieri in fairness but I don't know oh, who's yeah. but they've ruffled too many feathers in that dressing room. Yeah. Because the players that bought them up are sidelines and not being played. Yes. I don't understand how Sessegnon's out of the team. I, I, that that one's. And I don't. I've hardly seen Kearney play this no. season. Uh, those two are the most surprising ones that Ranieri's missing week in week out. I don't understand why he's leaving those two out. But even before Ranieri was here, you know, they bought far too many players that don't fit. That don't understand Premier League. They're the last players you want to be scrapping. They're built too quickly, and as you say, they're too. A lot of them are too good for the championship, and they're going to potentially do a pause with here I, I don't think it's that bad no but insofar as they'll I be I think the, the players that they've bought in aren't well are they necessarily good enough for the premiership I don't know are they too good for the championship yes who most of them are no but they don't know how to play that championship style of football well, the problem is that we don't know if these players are good enough because they're all just mismatched together and you've yeah. been asked to play positions that aren't theirs. I mean, Babel missed an absolutely incredible <laughs> sitter at the end. I mean, it would, have meant <coughs> it would have meant nothing in the grand scheme uh. of things. And to be fair to Babel, I mean, it's not my Liverpool bias going through. He's actually played quite well. For yeah, them. he's been positive for them. He drives. What they need. Yeah, he drives and he takes his man on and he, yeah, he does try and make things happen. Problem is that he was 
good ten years ago. He's you know yeah. this is this if you're pinning your survival hopes on Ryan Barbell yeah. in 2019, and you you're probably doomed. As for United, as you say, I mean they are. Oh, I can't, I can't I'm going to say this. They're a joy to watch under Solskjaer. They're an absolute yeah. joy to watch. Martial's goal was mesmerising. Yeah. I don't know what Dennis Adoy's doing. I don't sort know. Like, Sorry's doing jumping to the tackle. Sort of like nibbling at his heels. If yeah. you know Martial's going to get away from you, he's one of the quickest players in the league. Yeah. Take him out. Take the booking. Because you don't want him running at goal when you've got one of your centre back partners. You know. You haven't been particularly good this season. You don't want him running through on goal on his own, pretty much. Should keep it a bit for Pogba's first. <sighs> I just, I, no, I think he got harshly criticised personally. He's a bullet in his near pipe. I mean, yeah, it's like the. He's Agu- probably not expecting him to hit it left-footed. It's like the Aguero um, goal against Allison. Arguably, the keeper should perhaps do better, but equally, no, you're not expecting him to score from that angle with that much no. power. I mean, no. it's beyond you if we can even see it. I mean. No. Yeah, I actually thought Fulham's keeper played quite well. Yeah, he did. He made some good uh, blocks and some good decision making. Although he doesn't hold on to much. No, he's another one of those keepers that likes to punch it out. But he has at least got a decent punch. Yeah, um, which, which does help with things. Yeah, a collector's item from Phil Jones with a rasping left-footed shot that was saved well because I save. think it was either going to hit the bar or barring in. Good save. Um, uh, it's not what you expect from a centre back, but no, well, certainly not that centre back. No. <laughs> um, also, it was a delight because I don't I'm not I don't see enough of him. Uh, not a because I don't like watching matches, not and b because he doesn't get into the team as often as he should. One matter is just a beautiful footballer. He's so yeah. easy to watch, and penalty definitely. Yeah, no question about uh, it. I'm, it's clumsy, and Matter's done exactly the right thing because he's got three players surrounding him. He's trying to turn out of it. Yeah, but. A Lukaku run, a powerful Lukaku run, is yep. is like the Lukaku a couple of seasons ago when he was doing that stuff for us. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, I wonder whether he will get back in the goals soon. Um, no, because he had chances in this game and he just looks a man bereft of confidence and a man who's probably realising that a much younger chap is doing it much better in Marcus Rashford. Yep, certainly is. Um yeah, I don't think I've got anything more to add in this one. Except, actually, Pogba's penalties. This was a really poor penalty. Not just the run-up. He's lucky for me. It's a very good high, and the keeper, for me, should save it. He's gone the right way. Yeah. I think the keeper should save it. It's a good high. It's... Yeah, he's... he's he hits it hard, but... He's used to going to the right-hand side, but he's used to getting it in that higher. top corner. Yeah. I think he's quite lucky, actually, personally. I think the keeper should probably do better, if I'm honest. Um... What's that hiss? Is it a gas leak? No, it's the snakes greeting Marco Silva's return to Watford. Boo, hiss, and Ricardson too. Um, we'll, we'll start with that before going on to the actual game. Watford fans were as uh, polite as you'd expect with Marco Silva. Obviously, there's still a lot of bad feelings there. Interesting Troy Deeney's hmm. comments before the game. Though. He, did, he was quick to come out and say that they were taken out of context and... But Troy Deeney does say what he feels, and I can mm. imagine him having a bust up with Marco Silva. I can imagine that taking place. Yep. Um, Watford, I thought, probably deserved winners. Yes. Um, wow, well, you really are not talkative, are you? Yeah. <laughs> the, the goal did come from what should probably have been a goal kick. Most definitely. I'm not quite sure what the referee has seen. The angle from behind the goal, 
perhaps suggest Pickford gets a hand to it, but I mean, that's not the angle the referee sees. So. Yes, a corner's been given, but it's not even the goal. The goal hasn't come directly from the corner. And even it's so, the second and third phase of play. Defend better and it doesn't go in. I've got written down here, slow and unresponsive are our defence. Yes. They may as well be dead, some of them. Yes. Yes, because uh, they're just not reacting to anything. But why has it gone so wrong so quickly? Because at the start of the season, we're saying, "Oh, Dinier's pretty good." And Christ, Mina chap's pretty strong. And against, if you rewind back to the derby, mm. we're sat here and saying, "Bloody, I have to be defending well these days." Because yeah, that game we had, yeah. we have a sniff until, until the incident. I'm not, not bringing it up just to spite you, yeah, but, 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 but no, you know what I'm saying? That it resulted to an absolute it, freak it goal. A comp- it was a competitive game. And I just wonder whether it's got to that point where the players have gone, eh. it's not working. But what's happening at the set pieces? I presume they're not practicing in training. Because if they are practicing it, then and there is a system in place for them because the same mistakes keep happening, yeah. it must be down to the player. But it wasn't happening at the start of the season. So I wonder whether he's tried to change how it's happening and the players haven't got concept of it. he's overcomplicating it because he strikes me as a man that would potentially overcomplicate things possibly again the lack of striker for you was painful to see I know Czech Tosson came on but I mean he might have not bothered he started um, and, uh, yeah <laughs> absolutely anonymous yeah. Um, he started Calvert-Lewin came on later but still Sigurdsson is having our best chances Sigurdsson's had the most shots for us this season I don't know why he didn't get one in the January transfer window. Again, we talked about Brighton not going out to get one. Could you have got Bashwai? Probably, but um, Chelsea... There was a thing with us loaning Zuma from Chelsea. I think there was a thing of not being able to have two loan players from the same club in the same division. Oh, that makes sense. Which means Chelsea were demanding £30 million for him. You'd take that now, aren't you? That's worth. These days, we've, we've been told the money's not not there at the, for the January window. But these days, thirty million is what is equivalent to ten, isn't it? Uh, well, it's, it's it's a risk to take on a striker that hasn't scored that many goals in the league. More than Morata. Yes, more than Morata, but international. Uh, I I rate Bashwai. I know we're going to get onto his horror miss in the Palace game, no doubt. But I I'm a big fan of Bashwai. I think he's a good striker. Um, I, I just think I don't know I just look at it and think it's so obvious what needs improving it's yeah. defending the basics of defending and putting the ball in the back of the net and putting the ball in the back of the net it's the basics of football isn't it yeah will Silva make it to the end of the season suggestions he won't um, I think he will despite the discontent of the hordes of fans that I've heard I mean, if you look at your next set of fixtures, there's a really very realistic chance you could be looking at the relegation zone. I was going to say that our next five home games are against five of the top six. I mean, you could literally be at the end of the month or mid-March. I've I've worked. I've had a look at the fixtures, and I think we'll be lucky to get ten more points. And considering you don't win away from home either, I mean, mm. you're. In, I mean, obviously you're going to turn us over three 0 now, <laughs> but yeah, you. You're only nine points off the relegation zone. Yes. I don't think you're getting relegated. No. Let's not be silly about this. No, there are, there are three worse teams than us in the league. But you could end up... 
it's a situation where you could really end up being in a relegation scrap come the end of the season. Yeah. A, a scrap rather than a, any real danger. Yeah, we we could quite easily finish 13th, 14th. For a club that spent all that money in the summer. I know. It's madness. Yep. Uh, crazy. One, one point of interest. Um, Zuma was incredibly unhappy that that corner was given. Well, so it's Pickford. <laughs> um before the Watford goal, yep. so much so that he went up to the ref at full time and got within centimetres of his face yep. and got a second booking and effectively sent off. Um, was he booked in the game, was he? I believe so, although that, I haven't seen him booked in the so game. So that makes more sense to why he got the other than the red, because I thought the red came very quickly after the other. Well, I've seen on the match report it says he gets booked in the 90th plus five. And right. then it also says he gets sent off in the 90th plus five. It's, I haven't seen the full game, so I, I can't make head or tail of it. But the fact that he's got that annoyed and that angry to get himself then sent off is just stupid. Here's an idea. Get that annoyed and that angry of your fellow centre-backs and yeah. wing-backs for not being able to defend basic set-pieces. And then you might actually concede less goals. But yeah. yeah. Um, on the other side of Mersey... Liverpool back to winning ways. Um, we could breeze through these last three games, I think. Um, a fairly comprehensive win. Nothing really to say. I thought Liverpool were very good. Vinaldum was excellent. His goal is superb. It's not, not bad for being ill for most of the week, is it? No. And that is such a glorious goal, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lovely finish. Um, your first goal, poor defending by Bournemouth. Slightly offside, arguably, Mane. Goslin should be ahead of his man, not behind him. Yeah. Um, it always, it's always a strange one. I, ne- I never understood how players score by heading it into the ground. Yeah. For me, the keeper should... I think he's just surprised Mane's got there. Mane, that's 4-4 four four for him. He's and 4 on the bounce. Yep. First time in his career he's ever scored 4-4, four four, as yep. in one after the other each game. He's on a bit of good form at the minute, Mane. He... Where Salah's potentially stumbled the last few weeks, as, as has Firmino, Mane has stepped up and he's been very good. Although I did think, oh god, early goal by Mane, we know it's kind of one all draw. <laughs> heading here. Dominic Solanke last minute header. Well yeah, you say Salah's been struggling. He had three chances in the first half yeah, before he, was, he scored early in the second. He was excellent in this game. He could have had a hat-trick quite he, easily. He hit the bar, Boric made a very good save. Yeah. And the goal, the interplay to him and Firmino, though, was stunning. For yeah. That back heel is yeah. it's filth. It's utter filth. Um, Bournemouth, uh, they're not very good away from home. They don't change the approach, which no. is commendable in a way. They didn't really cause any problems. Although, uh, Fraser had a good chance early on, but, I mean, it was a fairly simple save for Alisson. Yeah. Um, last point on that, Liverpool did play an album against West Ham due to illness, and it really did show. He adds... Mm. He's probably, he's not as good, please calm down, but he is to Liverpool what Fernandinho is to City. Yeah, he's he's that metronome in midfield yeah. that will go and win you the ball and then set up can, something at he, the other he, end of the he field. He is an old-fashioned box-to-box midfielder. Yeah. He's excellent. Um, Arsenal laboured their way past Huddersfield. Um, Kalasinac decided to do Huddersfield a favour and <laughs> score them a goal. Bizarre from him, I mean... Whether he thought it was down the other end, he just seemed to lose his mind and tap it in. Bizarre. There. Huddersfield just don't have any attackers to score goals, do they? This way it comes down to. They just don't have the intelligent players in midfield to create the chances, and they don't have the strikers to finish the chances. No, not particularly. However, Dear Carbe was their bright light in this game. Yeah. He, 
all Huddersfield's chances came through him. Yeah. Um, and if if Seawork can get a few of those performances from other players, then they can finish the season respectably. Yeah, because at the minute they're 14 points from safety. Yeah. It's not happening, is it? No, I don't think so. But if it's not happening, is it? They've got 12 games left to make up 14 points. Yeah. They've got 11 in 26. They're not staying up. Huddersfield are gone. If, if Huddersfield stay up, oh, I don't even want to get in, enter into the stupidity of the bet. It's never going to happen. So I was going to say, didn't you say you were going to donate to... Oh, that's to, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. But they're not staying up. They're not staying yeah. up. Um, Arsenal, I say, Labour, they just look a bit... Stale, not stale. Almost not bored of Emery. Well, Loss, I know. It's not I told players, you Arsenal they? would do this last week. Arsenal went 2 0 up with playing on the counter attack, yeah. which was uh, I was quite surprised to see. You're Arsenal, you go out, you dominate possession, you dominate teams like Huddersfield, but they didn't seem to do that. They were playing on the counter, yes, mm. they had quick players up front to take advantage of it, although it was only two goals. It's gone off the ball a bit, Arsenal. Um, Palace, West Ham. Uh, one all draw at Selhurst Park. Palace, I'm a little bit concerned for. They don't win enough. They don't score enough. They don't. Bashway missed an absolute sitter. Yes, he did. Um, mind you, both teams were guilty of missing sitters. Uh, yeah, the goalkeepers made good saves early on. Yes, Fabianski in particular. Yeah. Guaita was very clumsy for the penalty. Not quite sure what he was up to. No, it's a clear penalty. Definitely. Um, and then, yeah, there's sitters missed left, right and centre from Palace and West Ham. In the end, the draw is probably fair as odd. The most contentious part of the game for me is that Palace's equaliser came through Wilfred Zaha, <laughs> who arguably shouldn't be playing. He was yeah. banned. He He's appealed. appealed and he's allowed to play whilst the appeal. Under appeal. Which... Yeah. For me, is wrong. I don't think you should be able to play under appeal. It, it's very clever because if that appeal if that appeal is overturned or upheld, sorry, then he will miss the FA Cup match. Yeah, which it's, it's, it's a clever way of absolutely. using the system. Now, if that's Salah for my team, or I don't know who's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But, but you know, that was an option. You'd absolutely want them to play. Yeah, of course certainly. you would. I, I don't blame him for playing. I just think it is. The system is wrong. The player's not wrong. This is the same argument having people going, they get paid too much. Well, it's the system that's wrong. Because if someone offered me 800 grand a week to do what I do, of course I take it. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Um, and it's the system that's wrong that allows them to play. Anyway, that is uh, the end of the first half. We are into extra time. Uh, a quick score update suggests that Wolves and Newcastle are still nil-nil. Uh, which gives us a chance to do Team of the Week, Combined Eleven of the Week, Player of the Week and Villain of the Week. Sam, do you want to start us off with the... Um, what should we start off with this week? The Should we go for something different? Go on then. Your Team of the Week as in Best Team Performance. Yep, that's a good one to go with. I'm going to go with... I'm not going to go for the obvious. I'm going to go with Cardiff on this one. An away win, which yep. is something we know they don't get very often. Um, but more to the point, they rode the emotion of the week they've had very, very well. Yeah. They defended as if you know their their lives absolutely depend on it. Yeah. And they they gave it a go. They 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 played to their strengths. They scored from a set piece. And they're quite good at set pieces. Yep. 
and they they threw him in forward in the last minute of the game and just gave it a go. And do you know what? They might just stay up. They might just do. Uh, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. But the fact that we are over half through the season and they're not gone yet, I expected Cardiff to be where Huddersfield are. Yeah. And if you swapped those round and said that's what it is, I would I would have gone. Yeah, that's no surprise whatsoever. Yeah. The very fact that Cardiff are in the equation and only two points off Palace, Brighton, Birmingham. Uh, oh, Newcastle next night, so it's unfair to really judge them. But the fact that only two points of those teams is absolutely incredible. And fair play, Neil Warnock. He's not my favourite man in the world, but he's he's doing a job there. And they've now won seven games this season. Which uh, at the start of the season you couldn't you couldn't see where they were going to get their wins from, but they managed to pick up their home form, and that has now it, it's moved over in this game to an away win first of the season. The wins they have had are almost clever in the fact that they've taken points off their relegation rivals, whereas oh, yeah. you know, the take points of Southampton Leicester aren't a relegation rival as such, but they took points off Leicester. You know, they took points off, again, Bournemouth are at that end of the table they've taken points off the teams that are you know, in and around them yep. it's very, very impressive uh, I am going to go for the obvious this no, week. Fair enough. Man City you run out superlatives for how they play, how what their players can do. They do the same thing week in, week out, and it's up to the opposing team to work out how to stop it. Yeah. Obviously, we saw Benitez was able to. So why can't the other teams? Because what they do is they just they're feeding the balls down the side, they're getting it into the box, and the centre forward, either Aguero, Jesus, and the other, like. Attacking yeah. mid, not even winger, because they're using almost like wing backs. Yeah, um, and it's it's a joy to watch. And you, you're wondering how have teams not worked this out yet? I think teams are just generally either too scared to try it, or Chelsea tried to attack, tried to fight fire fire, mm. quickly got overrun, and were three 0 down for the new and gave up. Yeah, I think Chelsea literally gave up in the game. But yeah, Man Man City's performance this week weekend I think sums up why they will just retain the title. It's difficult to argue. Player of the week, I don't agree with this one. Aguero. Aguero. Yeah, done. Nothing more to say. Uh, your villain of the week before we move on to the combined eleven. Uh, my villain of the week is Kurt Zuma, simply for that stupidity after the game. Yes, you've lost the game. Go and deal with it in your own time. Well, go and shout it. You fell at centre-back to the dressing yeah, room. Yeah, exactly. Yes, the referee has made a poor decision, but it's nothing that you can change now. No. So take that anger out on the training pitch today Yeah. and sort it out as it happened again. Yeah. Um, I've gone for Stuart Atwell and his officiating team in the Burnley-Brighton match just because that is without doubt the worst defensive... Uh, sorry, that is, that is without doubt the worst officiated match that I've ever seen. I couldn't believe how many decisions were going, in my opinion, yeah. wrong. Particularly the penalties. Yeah. I mean, but Brian, uh, Brian could have had a couple. Yes. Yeah, I was, I was shocked. Um, my combined 11 of the week, uh, Heaton and Goal. Um, we discussed. Yeah. He's the reason Burnley Excellent. Turning former Robertson. Name me better left back in the league. Sol Bamba. Uh, yeah. Phil Jones. Just because I thought, while Smalling did contain Rich, Rich Jones was also... You know, they're containing it as well and offered a bit more going forward um, and Zinchenko two assists in a massive game didn't look like he was phased by it at all no. didn't look out of position played very well no. then midfield four Sterling yeah 
irritated that he played very well. Bernald and Pogba we discussed, and Eriksen, as we said, stepped up this week. Up front, Aguero and Wood. I don't think it's much to really describe. It's, it wrote itself this week, really. Yeah, I've only got a few changes that I've got Tarkovsky in instead of Jones, um, and Zaha in instead of Robertson, because uh, Zaha seems to be the only... He was the positive light for Cardiff. For Cardiff? Positive light for Crystal Palace, um, and was able to grab them the draw in the end. Uh, it's time now for the halftime entertainment. Uh, there are no tweets of the week this week. Instead, we're going to persist with the name that player this week. Sam will try and defeat me. And we'll also do a quick roundup of fantasy football. And also, of course, the long-running feature of Stutman Sam. Let's build them. Let's do fantasy football first. Let's, okay. let's start with the, not the weakest, but let's, let's build attention up to the quiz. <laughs> uh, a frankly mixed week for me. Uh, a front three, which offered so much going into the weekend and yielded so little. Uh, front three I had of Bashwai, Rashford and Aubameyang. Fan-bloody-tastic, one point there. Edward's got me a good five, that's nice. Robertson of an assist, sure, of a clean sheet. I made the correct decision in captaining Pogba. A lot of people told me to do Salah this week because uh, he always turns up against Bournemouth. No, I said Pogba against Fulham and I was mm. right. Uh Felipe Anderson's done nothing for weeks now. I'm starting yes. debating getting rid of him. And my bought, I bought him Rob Prowse thinking, they've got a good run of fixtures, Southampton. He's playing quite well. What a waste of time, one point there. <laughs> so, all in all, a terrible week for me in fantasy football. Although I did manage to get an overall score thus far with Doherty still to play and Sane to come on for a grand zero at 64 points. Above average, then? Above average, yeah. Yeah, Pogba captain saved me. Yeah, I, I've had another fairly good week. Um, yes. Having Aguero in for the last two weeks has paid dividends. Uh, 17 points this week. Backed up by Pogba and Salah. Salah was my captain this week, unfortunately. Uh, but 16 points from those two. Uh, Foster in goal. Yeah. Master stroke. Um, for 10 points. Yeah, no, he's doing very well. And then uh, also Robertson got me nine and Holabas got me seven. I still have uh, Diego Jota to play tonight uh, and Redmond will come on for Rashford. But yeah, 80 points this week for me. I'm catching you. Good. So only 24 points between us now. That's nice. Well done. <laughs> um, do your stat next and we'll finish up with the quiz then we'll move on to the second half, the prediction part of the pod. Stat of the week with Stat Man Sam. My stat of the week this week uh, is to do with Cardiff. It's the first time that they've had back-to-back wins in the top flight since 1962. Very good. That's the sort of stats you come here for. Yep. Uh, and now we'll move on then to the last part of the 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 quiz. Uh, sorry. We'll now move on to the last part of the entertainment at halftime. It's not the crossbar challenge, it's the player who am I challenge. Sam, this week will try and confuse me. Quick recap on how it works. Five questions. If I get on the first question or clue, I get five points. Four, three, two, one. If I don't get it at all, Sam gets five points. Sam scored four last week. Yep. Guessing Javier Mascherano on the second clue. 
uh, how am I going to fare this week, Sam? Uh, before we go on, is it a player I've heard? Because if, it, if this is, it is Tottenham's most... right back from the 94-95 <laughs> season, then let's give up now. It is most definitely a player you have heard from. Heard, heard of. from? Heard of. Brilliant. Um, so for club and country, this player has made 784 appearances, scoring 121 goals. Aguero. No. He's made nowhere near that many appearances. Well, Argentina and City mixed together, I thought, maybe. Um, he has more Premier League titles than any other English player. Ooh. Fergan didn't score enough goals to be him. Uh, Waza, Wayne Rooney. No. He has won all trophies in England and club football, including Champions League, in a 20-year playing career. Lampard. Nope. He was famous for wearing the number eight shirt for his club. Well, it's not. You can't be Jack. He didn't win everything, so it's not Jack. Right? Nope. Number eight shirt. Who won the number eight shirt? It's got to be a United player. Well, it is, isn't it? It's a United player. <laughs> Is United have the number eight? Skulls was eighteen. Skulls. Yes. <laughs> so that is a uh, two points. Two points. Two points to me. So the, you're, the you're final clue was Xavi has quoted him as being the best central midfielder in the world. I would probably have gone Skulls at that point. Yeah. Very good indeed. Uh, next week will be my turn to have a player to try and beat Sam with. Uh, so so far, two weeks running, the question master hasn't won. No. I must admit, I didn't realise Paul scores number 18. Uh, number 8, sorry, so that nearly tripped me up, I have to say. Okay, second half then, the predictions part of the pod, uh, where we'll have a go at predicting the week's events. I haven't got last week's with me. Nope. Um, so we'll do a catch up of those, perhaps on the Twitter feed. Right, Cardiff hosting Watford on the Friday night. Cardiff at home, we always say it, it's cliche, but Cardiff at home, a different to Cardiff away. Watford away, a different to Watford at home. Oh, uh, I'm going for a draw here. Yeah? One all. Okay, I was going to put... Because I, I think there's going to be... It's a Friday... Two games on a Friday night, quite unusual. Yeah. Um, God bless the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, but I think it could be a stalemate, this one. You're going one all. Yep. Uh, okay, so that's one. I'm gonna go two one to Cardiff. Oh. Yeah, just see it, just see it. Okay, then we have West Ham hosting Fulham. West Ham mm. at home. At home, yeah. Did, again, different animal at home. Fulham are not very good at all. But it's the sort of game that West Ham often slip up in. It is, but I don't think Fulham have enough attacking threat at the moment, or at all. Um, <laughs> I think West Ham will win this 2-0 well, I, I think Arnautovic is fit again as well I see a shot coming I see this is, say, this is a game West Ham typically slip up in I'm going to go 3-0 for them 3? yeah uh, yeah. they need to they put 4 past Brighton true um, no this is the sort of game that West Ham often slip up in it's all very well beating Liverpool in that, their place they got torn apart by Wimbledon a few weeks earlier and Wolves week before that so true. yeah going for them. Uh, the early kickoff on Saturday, Burnley hosts Tottenham. This could be a difficult one for Tottenham. Burnley at home, a rejuvenated Burnley. That's not an early trip you want to make, is it, for Tottenham? No. No. It'll be cold. Sean Dyche will be there with his gravelly voice barking around the <laughs> stadium. 
Oh, I see Burnley to put in a performance here. But Tottenham are really good on the road this season. They are, but really good. Burnley are looking difficult to beat at home again. I think there's going to be one goal in it. They'll go one 0 Tottenham. I'm going to go two one Tottenham. Two one Tottenham. I'm going to go one 0 Burnley. Almost beat United there. Will Kane be back by then though? Kane could well be back by then because he was questioned to whether he'd be fit for the Dortmund match. So he could well be back. But would you want him playing if you're a Tottenham fan or player in this one? <laughs> These are Depends how the Dortmund first leg goes. Yeah, true. It's a tough place to go. It is. Uh, Newcastle... No, we skip one. Uh, Bournemouth host Wolves. This could be a cracker, couldn't it? There could be a lot of goals in this. So, nil-nil. With Bournemouth being at home... Yeah. Um, and knowing that Bournemouth will go out, I think look to attack this game. Yeah. Which is exactly what Wolves want. Yeah. I'm going for a bonkers scoreline. Um, Three-two Wolves. Four-two Bournemouth. Bournemouth at home. What? Callum Wilson hat trick. No, it'd be a random one. Like Junior Stamps hat trick. It's going to be mental this one. I hope. Newcastle host Huddersfield. A must-win for Newcastle, really. Particularly against a relegation rival, albeit one that's probably already effectively relegated. And a match that is going to be far less mental than the Bournemouth Wolves yeah. one. Yeah, but also say one that Newcastle really need to win. I um, think Newcastle being at home, they'll have enough. Yeah, so do um, I. But I think it will be like one nil. I'm going two 0 Newcastle. I just don't offer much. Um, Newcastle are better at, at home. Um, yeah, they, they they play all right. Newcastle, they'll be fine. Leicester host Palace in the late Saturday kickoff. Uh, I can't see this being particularly exciting. It's two fairly dull teams against each other. You said that about the Burnley Brighton match, and we did. The refs made that interesting. Yeah, but this is Puel and Hodgson. I mean, it's True. hardly it's hardly Tyson Fury and AJ, is it? <laughs> um, I'm going nil nil. I yeah. Uh, I'm going for two one Palace. I mean, this could literally be anything. Um, depends literally what sides turn up which is probably yeah. the same for every football match in a way but, <laughs> um, Arsenal Southampton I fancy Southampton to do something here Arsenal don't look particularly good they were tough and puffed against Huddersfield Southampton seem to like playing the big boys under Hassan Hirschel they've done alright against them they gave City a game if they I'm... do but the Southampton's recent run of form isn't great they haven't been able to, they haven't been able to kill a match off yeah but Arsenal don't play well I'm going 2 0 Southampton. I'm going to go for 1 0. 1 0. Okay, again, that's that's fairly sensible. I can see that happening as well. And then the big match of the weekend <laughs> Manchester United against Liverpool. Arguably the biggest match in English football. Man United at home under Oli. Is this yeah. going to be their first loss? No. Why? Because they've already, already lost to PSG? <laughs> no. I'm very worried about this game now. This, this is the game that will trip you up. Uh, I'm going 3 0 United. I think you'll score. In many ways, we were lucky to get the win against United last time around, albeit it was a good win, mm. but we were lucky in a way. And this is a much better side than before. Uh, yeah, I'm going 3 0 United. Sorry. Sorry, Liverpool. I love you all. I love you dearly, but this 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 is the game that worries me the most for the rest of the season. I could just see us chipping up and it's that game in hand effectively yeah it is I feel like this is going to go 2-1 either way okay 
Hope you guys put money down. I'm gonna go two one Liverpool. Um, we're not got and once again we've not got any other business this week and also we uh, spent a fair amount of time doing the first half. Therefore, uh, that's it I think from, from us this week, Sam. Yes, it is. Sorry, distracted by the uh, Formula One release today. There uh, is talk of us doing a, a a new podcast in the future, but we're not. We're still early talks with yep. various sponsors. Literally, and, only came up tonight. So we won't mention any more about that at the moment. But if you're a motor racing fan, you might want to stay tuned. Have a great week, Sam. Uh, and I'll see you soon. Yeah, you too. Thank you for listening to A Game of Two Halves. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also find us on our social media, on Instagram at A Game of Two Halves Pod, and on Twitter at A underscore Game Of. You can also email us at Pod at gmail.com.